Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 69. This week on the episode, I've got a conversation with Seven Sins. If you're not familiar with him, join the club, because I wasn't super familiar with him either, but had a great time talking with him. He's pretty new on the scene. Um, Young has a lot of potential, a lot of longevity in front of him, which is something that we talk about. Uh, Started off as kind of a hip-hop and emo rap type of venture and has slowly been transitioning and progressing into more of a pop-punk or emo uh, feel overall. This conversation was really, really cool for me um, because it is somebody that I was not super experienced with. Um, I was able to, to learn a lot from him and think that you guys can get a lot of insight into who Seven Sins is. And we're definitely going to have him on the show again at some point uh, because he, again, is so fresh to the scene. I want to give it a little bit of time, let him really get his feet under him and have him back on the show to kind of just talk about, you know, where things have gone um, and how how growth has occurred. So for now, though, let's dive into my conversation with Seven Sins. So, um, to kick off, I do start off with the same boring ass question every time though. And that's basically just, uh, your name, kind of what you do as a project and any little background you want to give on it. Okay, cool. Um, so should I just, yeah, dive in. Okay, (laughs) cool. Um, so my name is seven sins. Uh, I'm an 18 year old music artist from New Jersey and, um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, let's talk about 2020, the year of COVID. You know, hopefully it's going away and and shit, but that was really kind of a a great year for you foundationally, putting out a bunch of singles and stuff like that. What was it like creating music during COVID? Um, I've actually said this before, but like, you know, I feel like the whole pandemic was like really beneficial for me like creatively because I really got to kind of like lock in and find my sound and I was lucky to have access to my studio you know despite circumstances so I was just going there by myself every day recording myself and ultimately like that's where the whole like transition between like more hip-hop oriented to like more rock oriented music kind of happened came to fruition so like I, I found 2020 to be like a pretty productive year for me yeah absolutely and you know you had several singles drop and some of them have have really taken off um so like let's get fucked up is over one million streams and all that on spotify kind of tell people because i think you're a, a unique case where you know the genre of music that you're making kind of caters to more of a younger you know generation which you're younger than me anyway but yeah. like Talk about kind of what it's like to start sensing that real viral content. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, that that song was really like the beginning of that transition for me into this more like alternative or like emo style of hip hop music, I guess, yeah. whatever you could call it. But 
um yeah i when i previewed that song like the reaction i got was way different than anything else before so i kind of realized that like when you make music that you know is more honest and true to yourself like people really appreciate that because then they could relate to it and uh before that you know i was i hate to like shit on myself but i was making like very very generic music like just pretty much what everybody else was doing what everybody else was saying and then when i started to get more personal with um my writing like that's when i noticed like i was making a bigger impact you know yeah yeah and i think you know that's something i've talked about on the podcast before with with a few different artists is like authenticity breeds the the acceptance right like if you're more open and honest and authentic with what you're putting out you're going to get a fan base that connects with it on that deeper level so it's not as flash in the pan type of fans yeah absolutely awesome um talk a little bit about kind of your your background as a hip-hop artist uh to some degree and then you know like you said you started making that transition talk just a little bit about you know how that all kind of started for you yeah um so i always just loved like freestyling you know just fucking around with you know music in general and uh rap was like what I grew up on I grew up listening to Eminem Jay-Z and uh but I had like this uh slight influence from my older siblings with like that like early 2000s like pop punk music and um Mm -hmm. like when I started I wanted to be a rapper like that's what I was doing and uh it was kind of sporadic how I started making music. Um, I didn't, I didn't really plan on like doing this, but I, I was always playing basketball and then I got injured and like, I always had like that love for music, but I never decided to actually go out and try it. And then one day I was just like, fuck it. Like I'm going to go do it. So I went to uh, a local studio recorded and I was like making like this, like very like basic, like rap, music for the longest time and then like like I was talking about earlier then that transition kind of happened early 2020 and since then like I've felt like very comfortable with the lane I'm in right now yeah um the for lack of a better term I hate trying to use genre labels because nobody really fits in one genre anymore so kind of that that emo hip-hop or or whatever we're gonna call it um how comfortable are you in that in the sense of you know how much more free do you feel like you can be with your lyrics and your content um well the music that i've been making lately like is not even really hip-hop like it's pop punk music right um like all my unreleased music so i i personally see it going that way like because the more and more i do it like the more it's kind of like like pushing towards that lane um and like i hate to put myself in one genre like you were saying but you know i just feel like i could go either direction with it and what's dope is like i have a fan base who appreciates both so yeah it works for me yeah yeah and i think that's the thing you know especially nowadays um you know i'm 36 when i was growing up like not to put myself in that old man box but like I had a lot of friends that like, if you didn't listen to just rock music, you, you know what I mean? Like everybody yeah. had their one, one genre. And now I was always lucky enough. Like 
I grew up listening to that same stuff, the early pop punk um, emo type stuff. Mm-hmm. And then all the way through, as much as I hate to admit it, I listen to some country and whatnot. <laughs> um, and I, I think that's how the new generation, if you will, of artists have so many multiple influences in that. Yeah. And then their fans are like, oh, shit, like this kind of sounds like this other band. I'm going to check that out. And, you right. know, it just spreads that music love. Yeah, no, I mean, people will ask me, like, just on some casual shit, they'll ask me, like, what kind of music do you like? And, like, I'm just like, man, or, like, what kind of music you listen to? Like, I, I'll i spew out, like, 10 different genres because I, yeah. I listen to everything, you know? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm the exact same way. I was, uh, I actually just got a message from a buddy last night, and it was really funny. He sends me a screenshot of Falling in Reverse's uh, Popular Monster, which is, like, from... 0506 or whatever and he's like you ever heard of these guys and i'm like bro you're like 15 (laughs) to this train like yeah let's let's start talking about this yeah (laughs) so um no i think that's cool like and like you said i think you've got the versatility to do you know some hip-hop and some some pop punk or emo or whatever so i think as you evolve it kind of gives you some extra ammunition right like you can have a kind of a mixed up album that has a little bit of everything for for fans yeah no i appreciate that yeah um so i haven't talked to many people about this but you're kind of one of the perfect people to talk to about this talk about uh machine gun kelly for for instance you know making that transition probably just for one album but you know from a true rap hip-hop artist over to a true pop punk album. Um, how do you kind of visualize that? Um, I mean, I, I think it's dope. I definitely look at him as an inspiration for sure. Like, to be honest with you, like after I heard that album, I was like, wow, like he, he's really bringing that sound back and it's dope to see. Um, you know, like I, I mean, I see, I see that like, a lot of people compare me to him too, which is dope as fuck. Cause he's like one of my favorite artists. Um, right. But yeah, no, I just, I respect it overall. Like it, it's, it, I didn't expect it from him. So right. <laughs> it's just crazy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's kind of how I'm at with it. Like when I heard that he was doing it, I wanted to shit on it so bad. So I'm like, <laughs> kind of wanted to be one of those gatekeepers, like stay in your lane, dude, you've done rap. Like, you know it's not gonna yeah. work or whatever but literally after that first playthrough of the album i'm like you know what you did it like this is exactly how it should have sounded and i think you're you know like not to blow smoke up your ass or anything but i think you're kind of on that path too of being able to make this transition where you can say like look i can do anything i need to do to get the real me out there no thank you man for real I, I remember when that album first came out like i listened to it on my phone just like in the morning in the kitchen and i was like oh it's okay and then like one night i'm on i'm on uh the way home from the studio and i'm listening to it again in my car i'm like i want to give this another chance and i was like holy shit like yeah i don't know what it was but like yeah and now like i can't stop listening to it like there's a few songs like i will never take out of my playlist from that album <laughs> Right. I, I've said it's a headphones album. Like there's certain albums that are in the car, some that you just play, you know, airplay through the phone. 
But I think that album specifically is like put on some headphones and just Absolutely. lose yourself in that album. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Awesome. Um, so on Spotify, you're rocking about 79,000 monthly uh, listeners already, you know, and it's been a, you've been around for a little while, but, you know, 2020, like we said, was really that foundation. Um, kind of talk about what it's been like for you. Um, you know, like you said, you're 18, you're coming right out of high school and all of a sudden you're starting to get some traction in the music thing. Um, what, what does that really mean to you? And like, what does that kind of put in your tank for drive? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, when I started this, uh, I never anticipated to even get this far. So it's a blessing. And, um, my fans just go really, really hard for me. And that's just what keeps me motivated every single day. Like, it's just crazy to me, like how much, you know, music could truly impact somebody. So, you know, reading these messages on Instagram, especially like all the time, it just, it makes me want to go harder, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's um, a really good segue into the next thing I wanted to talk about. You just dropped the new single, I Hate My Friends, which is probably your, your most, at least for what I've heard, your most like, emo song if we're going to put a label on it yeah sure. um, <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about that song in particular but also like mental health you know what i mean like this is clearly a, a therapy of sorts for you as well yeah yeah um i i think like the best way i could put it is that um from what I've been through, you know, music has always been like a positive coping mechanism for me. And uh, now that I'm actually doing it, I think it just all around, like it's a fucking amazing thing because I get to write music um, and that, you know, helps my mental health for me to write and make songs about things I'm going through. And then to be able to put that out and then people get to listen to that and that helps them. Like it's, it's just a super dope thing. It's like you don't really get that kind of connection anywhere else. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, with my podcast, one of the things that I, I push very heavily is kind of breaking down the stigmas around mental health. Um, and I think, you know, your music is kind of leaning that direction as well, whether it's intentional or not. You know, the I Hate My Friends song, like I said, is probably the most emo song that like everybody's been there right like yeah didn't get invited to, to hang out with somebody so like fuck yeah. them or whatever you know even if it's just a down day um or you know like for me um i had a loss in the family years ago and it like really showed me who was actually there in my friend circle and i think yeah. that's kind of correct me if i'm wrong that's kind of what the song's about is figuring exactly. out exactly who the real yeah. people are yeah, no, I had to, I had to tell like all my close friends, like I didn't write this about you, right? It's so good, but, but no, I mean, recently, like I, I've definitely, you know, exposed myself to people who are outside of my circle, my close friends, and like I realized, like you know, who's really there for you, like you just said, and, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of fake people in this world, a lot of people with malintention, but, you know, I've pretty much just wrote that song to kind of say like keep the people who really care about you around you and keep them close yeah yeah and i i think that's a a great message especially 
for this kind of culture that we're in, you know, like cancel culture is so heavy right now and everybody's yeah. offended about every little thing. It's, yeah. it's about making sure that the people that truly know you and truly care about you are close. Exactly. Yeah. Cause that's all that matters. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, obviously you've been doing this, like you said, kind of on your own, right? Like pretty much everything's been DIY. Obviously some of that's kind of the pop punk, uh, you know, roots to some extent, but tell people what it's really like, you know what I mean? I don't think a lot of people understand how much work goes into producing your music and getting stuff out there for people to, to actually be able to consume. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really fucking hard, especially cause I drop, I drop once a month, like, and my fans are always wanting more music, but I mean, I always got it, but it, it's definitely, it's definitely difficult. Uh, sometimes like writer's block is a real thing. And like, I go through it at least once every few months and it's, uh, it's challenging, but you know, I try to get myself to the studio, like at least like four to five days a week. And I sit in there, I go through beats that my producer Chuck sends me and, um, I just try to crank them out and whichever one I like the best is the one we go with that month. And that's just kind of been the routine for a while. Awesome, man. Um, so what's your phone look like? You know, are you a, a notes app kind of guy and just a bunch of like yeah. songs in there? Yeah, no, I mean, I totally respect people who, who like actually, you know, go and write on paper. Um, but yeah, I, I usually just, I go in there, I get my melody takes and then I'll just write to a bunch of humming <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, my notes are filled with them. It's crazy. I actually scrolled through it the other day, um, for the first time in a while. And I'm like, holy shit, like I've made a lot of music over the past couple of years. Yeah. Well, and A, it's a good release. So even if somebody's listening to this and not making music, like put shit in your notes app and just get it out of your head. But yeah. B, like for those that are making music, like go back through that stuff, you know, see where, where you were at and you can really kind of gauge how far you've come. Right. Yeah. No, it's crazy. I also listened to a lot of the old songs and I was like, wow, like it, it's, it's nuts, but you know, I've, I've had a lot of support to get me here. So, and I can't wait for what else is to come. Like we're only getting started, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, and that's, I think one of the advantages for you is a, you're so young and B you're already starting to discover like what sound you really think is going to fit you best and things like that. Um, to be able to find it at, at your age versus, you know, there's still bands that are my age that are trying to figure out what, what they want to do. So I think that's yeah. a, a big compliment to you. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, obviously 2021, we're still kind of up in the air with a lot of stuff, but um, what would be the ideal 2021 for you? I mean, you know, obviously putting out more music, booking shows but like if you had your dream 2021 what what's that kind of look like um i would love to get a plaque i want I, i'm chasing a plaque right now for sure um and i just i want to be able to to just like achieve longevity while doing this like i mean you know, I, I wouldn't say that I'm like kind of going through the motions doing it, but what I'm, what I'm trying to say is like, I, I do this, um, I do this 
all the time and I'm trying to continue to do it, you know, for as long as I can. And, yeah. uh, I'm, I look at it more of like, uh, like a five, 10 year plus plan. Like I would love to just continue to make music and grow with it. Yeah, absolutely. And for those that are listening that aren't familiar with the plaques, like YouTube has things, Spotify, like there's all kinds of different ones out there. Let's talk a little bit about, especially in the new digital age, how important it is for people to not only stream your songs, but follow you on those platforms. Yeah, no. So social media is crazy. And like the more people I talk to who are older than me, like they say, like this would this just makes it so much easier to get your music out there like back then. And yeah. um, it's definitely dope. Like there's so many tools you could utilize as an artist to grow and uh, streaming is great. And yeah, it's dope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, best place for, for fans to interact with you, probably your Instagram, right? You're pretty active over there. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram is like my foundation for, uh, everything that's where all my fans are at i have i also have a discord which is like you know what discord is yeah yeah, yeah. i have i have a discord for all my fans um i'm on pretty much like every platform at seven cents yeah awesome um so let's say 2021 everything opens up what are some venues we'll start with around you and then we can move out you know away from your area but like what are some venues that you're hoping like kind of on the bucket list that i have to play a show here um this is one venue called starland ballroom in new jersey and uh that was like the first show i ever went to and it was actually juice world's first show i saw him play there and that was sick and ever since then i've been wanting to perform there um and then like you know hopefully at some point i could go to msg Oh. <laughs> yeah yeah Wait, like sorry about that you're, you're all good but yeah no uh, um, msg yeah for sure <laughs> down the road yeah and, and like you know it's easy for people to, to laugh at that like i chuckle but it's because i respect having a goal that large like msg to play a show at msg you're talking jay-z level of yeah. an artist before you're yeah. getting there uh, so i respect the hustle on that immensely because for what i normally hear you know people talk about the little dive bars around them and then it's like oh the house of blues don't get me wrong the house of blues is cool but if you're not shooting for arenas or stadiums what are you doing you know yeah yeah no like i said uh i'm here for the long run i uh i want to be one of the biggest artists in the world when it's all said and done for sure Awesome, man. Um, what about music videos? You know, obviously through COVID, it, it's a little harder to, to make some of those. I don't think people realize how expensive music videos really are yeah. to make either. Yeah. Um, but ideally, uh, kind of moving forward, would you like to be producing, you know, music videos like every every single or like, is it something that you kind of want to reserve so that you can really focus on the creative for it? Yeah, something that I was also able to, you know, find in 2020 was like opposed to doing music videos and like, you know, scrambling around to try to find spots that are open to shoot these videos and all that and all the materials you need during COVID. I was doing these performance videos just like in front of a mic 
um, at just like a nice looking location. And I would just change it up for every single so I could drop something with every single one. And I don't think like any of the videos costed anything really. It was just more or less just travel to go shoot right. these videos and we were able to make it work. Um, I actually just dropped the music video for this single um, for the first time since before COVID, I hadn't dropped the music video. So that was cool. And like all my videos, like I don't, I don't really feel like I need a budget for it. Cause like, like a budget would be sick, but I just, I just like, I just like having a dope visual and getting creative with it opposed to just like spending on like models and cars, like what other people would do. Like that's not for me, you know? Yeah. But, and I think that goes back to the authenticity that we talked about earlier is like, you know, why, why put up that fake front, even in a music video, when it doesn't really relate to who you are? Yeah, it wouldn't even make sense. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, so perfect world, let's say, you know, 10 years down the down the road, if you got to pick what record label you were going to be on based off the roster or whatever, what record label would you be wanting to get on? Oh, well, um, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Like, I mean, of course I, there's a lot of artists who I love that have, you know, signed to Columbia, excuse me, or Sony. Um, but I don't know, just if, if I ever end up in a situation like that, just hopefully a, a good fit, you know? Right. Right. But I think that's the important thing that I've, again, talked to a few artists about is the importance of of kind of knowing that team and making sure that they're on the same page as you and want, you know, the same things that you want. Yeah. Um, nothing worse than, hey, I got signed to this major label, but we're changing my sound. You know what I mean? Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. So. Nah, yeah. And that's why I'm also thankful. I always try to give them enough credit, but I have a really great team around me. And, uh, you know, they they always want what's best for me. So I'm sure that when that time comes, we will be in the best situation possible. Yeah. And talk a little bit about the team, too, because, again, I don't think people understand, even though you're a DIY artist, like there's so much on the backside that is truly a business when it comes to music. Talk about some of the, you know, like you're with big picture media for some of your press on the last couple singles and stuff. Like what goes into building that team for you? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really just about, I guess I'll speak in terms of like, if I'm talking to an artist that like is, uh, you know, just starting out or trying to figure that part out. But um, it's really just about like finding the right pieces along the way. Um, None of the people that we've met that are on our team or that I've met that represent me, like have been like rushed or like I went out of my way to go get them. It was more or less just like, I, I kept making music, putting out music and I found these people along the way. Um, so I have my management who is, uh, literally the first people that I met when I started making music. Um, one being, also my producer who was engineering at the studio that I went to. And then the other one being the one who actually owned the studio. 
And over time, like they, I was just a client there and then they really liked what I was doing. They saw the potential. So we all started working together. And then along the way, we were able to, you know, have access to a PR, which was dope. And um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of people on the team now, but more of the story is just like, we, we kind of like found them along the way and it was the right fit at the right time. So yeah. I'm trying to sum this up, but like, just be patient, wait on it. And like all the pieces kind of come together eventually. Yeah, no. And I, I think that's a, a great example of making sure, you know, the visions align, like I was saying earlier, because just because, you know, maybe I don't even know who represents them, but let's say Machine Gun Kelly's, you know, management comes to you but we want you to only do this one style of music. Like, is that really what's best for you? Like, don't go chasing names, I guess, is the moral of the story on that. Exactly, exactly, yeah. No, and I, I love everything that we have going on because we've built it from the ground up all together. Like, we learned everything together. There was no, like, there was no, like, uh, one foot in front of the other. Like, everybody's kind of just pushing same time yeah so which again is huge when you have a team that is committed to you and your success and it's not so much what can you do for them but what can they do for you yeah exactly awesome so Uh, so let's talk about in a in a perfect world this will be one of the kind of the wrap-up questions in a perfect world Um, let's say you get to go out on tour and you're going to take three bands out with you, whether you're the opener or the headliner, you get to choose that, but what three bands or artists would you want to be on tour with? Um, MGK, Modson, and Black Bear. I feel like that would be like a good fit for like me to open up for. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. You know, especially like we talked, MGK has both the hip hop and the pop punk side. And Modson, kind of the same thing, right? Like, his mm-hmm. sound has evolved so much. I remember, I saw Modson, man, back in, like, 2006, 2007, something like that, on Warp Tour. And I, at first, and I'll tell him to his face, at first I was like, this dude's a clown. <laughs> and then I really started digging into his music. I'm like, no, there's something here, you know? Like, again, once he found his, his stride, it's been game over. That dude's killing it. He just put out a uh, song with Avril Lavigne. Like, yeah. Nah. What? <laughs> I know. I know. Once I saw that that was happening, I was like, oh, yeah, it's over. Like, he's out of here. And, like, he's killing it. Yeah. Then he dropped that song with Black Bear. Like, yep. respect to him for sure. Yeah, and Black Bear is kind of like the sleeper right now, right? Like, he's done stuff with with Modson, All Time Low, and so many other artists. And it's like, yeah, if y'all would just stop listening to what he's featured on and listen to him. I know. Changes everything. I know. I know. He's always been slept on. But like, I think it's dope, though, because that just means that, you know, there's a lot of room to grow. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, again, not trying to blow smoke up your ass or anything, but hopefully that's kind of the same thing for you. Like, you're starting to see some of that success and everything. But like we said at the beginning, you know, don't necessarily want it to be the flash in the pan, right? Like truly building that fan base and the longevity that you're after. Um, 
it's almost better to be slept on. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not mad at it. I I just can't wait for what's to come. Yeah. Awesome, man. Um, so what can fans kind of expect for, for 2021? And like you said, you're dropping right now, at least once a month, you're dropping a, a new track. Um, is there plans for an, like a full EP or album? Um, not right now. I mean, there's definitely enough music for it. So if I decide to pull the trigger, I mean, it could happen. But yeah, for now, I mean, just expect new music every month. And, uh, you know, very excited. Very excited. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and then I'll definitely make sure to tag all your socials and everything, but we kind of touched on it. Instagram's probably where, you know, the majority of people are. Um, but throw out the, the social media ha- handles for everything um, and what fans can expect to find from you. Yeah, um, Seven Sins on any platform, 7-E-V-I-N, 7-I-N-S. And, um, you know, wherever you whatever platform you decide to follow me on uh we'll make sure to have new content for you as much as possible so expect lots of new music new release next month which i'm very excited for even though we just dropped but like it always works out like this and uh yeah also make sure to follow me on tiktok like i'm trying to get on tiktok but this is it's a challenge but we're getting there we're getting there yeah tiktok's the the one social media if you will that i've not gotten into yet either and it's just like it's almost overwhelming at this point because the ones that are established are so established but yeah um yeah it's crazy dude i i hate to say it but i feel like an old head on tiktok like (laughs) i i can't keep up with it sometimes it's crazy but you know (laughs) the trends move so fast on tiktok i feel like like yeah it seems like for like two, three months, music is, is really popping off. And then it swings back to like all the dance videos or like then comedy takes off. And it's like, how do I know what I need to be putting out at what time <laughs> yeah. to be in the know, you know? I know. I know. We'll figure it out soon. Hopefully I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Again, I appreciate your time. Uh, this will actually be going up this Wednesday. So just in a couple of days after us talking, um and like i said we'll, we'll make sure we blast your stuff you've made our playlist twice already for the weekend waves so that's awesome. probably more to come on that yeah man no thank you very much i appreciate it for real yeah absolutely man we'll talk later okay all right bro peace out and that was my conversation with seven sins hope you guys enjoyed it um i think there's a lot of potential within this kid. Um, and I don't mean kid in a negative way. It's just he's literally half my age. Uh, but <laughs> I do think, you know, he's got a lot of potential. Um, as he discovers his sound at such a young age, the sky's really the limit. Um, you know, we talked about a lot of stuff around growth and that evolution of sound and things like that. So. Seems like he's got a good vision for what he wants out of this music career now that he's really started pursuing it. And I'm excited to see, you know, where things take him. Um, as always, double check the description of the podcast, or if you're on the website, the, the body of the uh, page that you're on, 
And make sure you go follow, like, subscribe, all that stuff to Seven Sins. I've talked about it before, and maybe we'll get super in-depth in an episode about this, but streaming songs or podcast episodes or whatever is great, and we all really appreciate that, and it really does help us. But from an algorithm standpoint, the super boring part of the back end that most people don't care about from the algorithm standpoint, the more likes or follows like on Spotify, Apple music, Amazon, whatever, if you follow the artist or the podcast or subscribe to the artist and podcast, whatever it is that bumps those, uh, programs for the podcasts or those artists, it bumps them up in higher visibility tiers the more subscribers and uh, followers that they have. So that is another way to amplify your impact to an artist or to a podcast that you're supporting by liking and, and subscribing. It bumps it up so it becomes more visible. It's a higher result when people start searching for stuff. Um, and then obviously the more you guys share stuff, the more visibility it gets to. So, you know, make sure that you're sharing the music that you discover to your friends, have them share it to their friends. Um, same with podcasts, things like that. That stuff is hugely beneficial to the artist and the podcasters. Um, and yeah, that's everything I've got for you guys this week. Uh, I am going to take you out with Seven Sins' new single, I Hate My Friends. And I just really want you guys to pay attention to the words. We talked about it a little bit in the episode. It's not necessarily about truly hating your friends. It's about hating the fake ones. Um, so just remember, guys, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And you make the same. I hate my friends, they don't like me. Every time you come around, I play pretend. And it's likely I'm never gonna see them again. So feel away, just go away. I can't give in. Cause I hate my friends, they don't like me. Only run to watch me drown. I hate my friends.
Watch me drown, I hate my friends